the Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9. We're here in the studios of Pulse FM and bringing you a up-to-date weather report or more to the point, uh, flooding report from David from the SES. How are you going this morning, David? Well, things are starting to ramp up now. Um, as we see, we're starting to get some heavy rain in the district. And, yes. Um, and um, you know, we're starting to get now some um, definite flood warnings coming out from the Bureau of Meteorology. So um, things are starting to get real here in the Hawkesbury. Okay, so from when we spoke yesterday, it was about 24 hours ago. Um, what, Like you said, that weather cell was a bit of a concern coming over. Have you seen there's minor flooding happening in areas at the moment, is there? Oh, there is. And as, as um, the, the Bureau is saying, that um, that cell is about six hours slower than they first thought. So right. um, we are going to have some intense rain through the afternoon. And, uh, of course, you know, depending where that rain falls within the catchment yes. is to um, what level of flooding we do get. But you know, I think the community needs to be mindful. We have a lot of running off water across roadways and, and the like. So um, everybody has to be very mindful for... Uh, any flash flooding, you know, around the network of roads. Yeah. And, uh, like, Yarramundi Bridge, is that close to being closed off? Do you know? Oh, it, it is getting close. And, um, you know, the, the water is continuing to rise. So, um, yeah, I'm still waiting to hear something official. But, um, you know, the way it is looking, um, I, you know, I'd be starting to think that Yarramundi will close, um, you know, if the river continues to rise. Yeah, so that if it continues to rise, well, I suppose you can't say that it could happen within the next, like, by 4 o'clock no. this afternoon. But what about when we look at the bridges? Like, I know Yarramundi's lower, so everyone usually expects that to go first. But when yep. we look at the North Richmond Bridge and we look at Windsor Bridge, how are they panning out at the moment? Look, I think um, let's focus on North Richmond Bridge. Yep. Um, at the moment, you know, the water's down at a minor flood level. Yep. And... Um, it will continue to creep, and again, depending on where the rain yes. falls. Now, if we get, if we look at um, twelve months ago, we had a huge amount of rain um, into the Gross Valley, and and things happened very, very quickly, well before any of the water came up from the, um, you know, the upper Nepean area. So um, um, we have to see where that water is actually falling. But in the meantime, look, we do know there is um, discharge coming from Warragamba. Mm. Um, we do know the other dams are all full. So, you know, that will have some impact. And, um, you know, the Bureau, and I can quote straight out of the Bureau's um, um, bulletin, you know, the Hawkesbury River at North Richmond may reach the moderate flood level of 7.9. Now, that's underneath the deck yep. this afternoon. Further rises to the major flood level, 10.5 metres, well over the deck, is mm. possible. So, you know, the, the, again, that's sort of a thing saying... Look, best case, it'll stay under the deck, but depending where that rainfall um, falls within our catchment area, it could go much higher. So, is the with just keeping with North Richmond at the moment, and you say with the Gross Valley. Now, with that, there the rain that could fall. Do we have any idea of the direction of this at the moment, or is it too turbulent with wind to know how it is uh, travelling the rain? Uh, Catherine, I haven't looked up the radar in the last okay. sort of hour or so, but um, you know this thing is circulating. If it forms in the east coast low, then we're going to get strong winds and 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 a lot more rain. So I guess everybody is just monitoring what that um, cell is going to do. You know, we'd all love to know that it'll just diminish and head back out to ocean, but yeah. we also have to be prepared that it could actually intensify 
And if it intensifies and moves sort of towards the coast down Kiama Robinson, um, well, that has an impact on our uh, upper Nepean catchment area and that yes. will eventually end up down here in the Hawkesbury. That's right. Okay, so let's move along to the Windsor Bridge then. Um, what What's that sitting at at the moment or your last record of that? Well, the, the, the bulletin I've just received, um, uh, Windsor is likely to reach a minor flood of 5.8 yeah. this afternoon. That's certainly under the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, with further rises to the moderate flood level of seven metres. So, you know, it, Windsor is not as bad as, as, as North Richmond. North Richmond is a little bit more restricted and um, we get certainly a higher flood level there. Mm, okay, then. So you've um, put warnings out to all the caravan parks along the river. I've seen that happen. Yes. Um, so in our planning cell, um, they've been in contact with um, all the caravan owners. We also make contact with all the turf farm growers and yeah. uh, the horticulturalists down the lowland to spread mm. that message. Mm. Uh, even through our Facebook page, we're sort of you know, desperately telling folk who live anywhere with horses and cattle in paddocks near any of the rivers or tributaries yes. to relocate that stock to higher ground. And you know, we've got to remember, last year, I mean, over 30% of all of our flood rescue calls were to actually animals that yeah. most likely weren't moved in time. Mm. Do, do you think, uh, David, that people, because the floods of last year are so real in our heads still, that uh, they're acting quicker? Because I've noticed on Facebook, uh, which is probably one of our greatest social media platforms to get information, true or incorrect information, that people are trying to move livestock. Have you noticed that or not? Yes, yes, they are. And, and you know, so prior to this you know, recent flood event, I mean, we've gone for... Well, since 1992, um, and you know, had no floods. So you know, now um, now people have it right in their minds, and they know they've got to do something. And mm. look, I do know in the last um, uh, yesterday, um, over a hundred horses were relocated off the lowlands right. near Richmond. Another fifty this morning. Mm. Um, that's news that I'm absolutely happy about because mm. yes, the message is getting out, and mm. other people who have stock. Or horses down in the lowlands, Richmond lowlands, Cornwallis down the South Creek lowlands, really need to heed that and and also do the same and you know relocate their stock up into higher ground. Mm, okay, then so that's great to know that. Now, uh, as far as travelling around in the Hawkesbury, so because we're not sure what's going to happen, I understand that because the weather is so unpredictable. Uh, should people be concerned about coming over the bridge and possibly getting stuck though? North Richmond. Oh, look, that's, that's not a call we can make. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, you because know, the SES has no control over when the bridges close. And mm. basically, Transport for New South Wales own those bridges. They yeah. monitor the bridges. And if they have any safety concerns, and look, if there's, if there's big lumps of locks and debris coming down and getting caught on the bridge, yeah, then they okay. will close it earlier as yeah. safety. So um, it's not a call we can make. Yeah. All we can do is say, Keep a close eye on live transport, actually live traffic.com. That's the Transport New South Wales site. And likewise, you know, the, the community network through social media is great because as soon as um, contractors go out in the breach to start lowering the rails, I can tell you the community will know about it. Oh, look, it's it's everywhere at the moment. People are predicting that the bridge is closing like within hours, but I mean, 
we really need to wait to hear and I can I, I'm like we all know from last year everyone would be really concerned about what's going to be happening look I just want to ask you I'm not sure if you've heard of anything up near Mount Toma we've had a lot of problem with landslides up there which was happening last year have you heard anything about destabilization up there at the moment oh no I just know the work has been ongoing and um, mm. um, but again look you know, whether it's that location or somewhere else along Bell's Line of Road, yeah. the amount of rain that's going into those soils, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. So I think we've just got to be mindful. And again, you know, as soon as um, RMS or the uh, Transport for New South Wales are, are concerned, yeah. they will actually close those roads or put um, traffic control in place. But let's keep our fingers crossed we yeah. don't have a return of last year where we have um, Putty Road closed and Bell's Line of Road closed and all our bridges closed. How's Colo going at the moment around there? Uh, Colo's still creeping up. Um, I think the, probably the, the good news is most of this weather system is probably going to go south. So it's going to have a greater impact on our you know, Nepean Hawkesbury network yep. than you know, the Colo. Remember the Colo feeds from out at Glen Davis. Yep. Yeah, um, out in the Caperty area. So um, um, unless the, you know, the rain systems move out there, yeah. uh, it'll it'll go to a uh, a minor flood level. Yeah. So and, you know, it'll get up to around three point five meters um, down at uh, the Putty Road. Yeah. Okay. And uh, ferries are still going, or not? Have you heard? I haven't heard. No. Um, okay. I look, at this. The, the rise is not great at the moment. So I mean, really, the rain event is only just starting. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, once we start getting definite movements at uh, Windsor and Richmond, then Council and Transport New South Wales, you know, look at those numbers and go, all right, now the risk is there. We'll now stop the ferries. And again, yeah. they're monitoring the debris. That's a yes. lot of, there's a lot of rubbish that goes yes. down those rivers. Yeah. And when you start getting trees caught up in the ferry cables, oh, that's the decision bad. they've got to make. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at it, like the Yarramundi still looks like a disaster zone from last year, and I mean, it'd have a lot of branches that are loose and rotted off, ready to go. So there could be quite a lot of debris that could float off from that, depending on how the current is um, flowing from there. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And probably mm. timely to remind folk, um, you know, that last year we still had a lot of water going through Yarramundi, and sadly we had... Um, um, a person drowned, yeah. you know, playing in their boat in fast-flying water. Yes. Um, it's probably a good time to remind folks that, you know, floodwaters are not a place to go and play in. Don't yeah. take your little kayak or tinny and think, oh, look, I've got some fast-flying water. Let's go and have some fun. Mm. Yep. No, One, I'm... you know, it's, it's just it, you're playing in a lot of raw sewage. Most of the sewage treatment works are in overload now, so mm. they're discharging raw sewage into the network, mm. into the rivers. Yep. Um, you don't want to be swimming and paddling in that. No. Part of the danger of what they're doing. Yes, and I don't th actually, it's a really good point though, David. I don't think a lot of people realise that the sewage does actually get to a point of overflow and it has to release somewhere. And I, I just think people aren't, they're not aware of that. So it was a good point that. Uh, it is, and that's the thing. Uh, look, um, even for our flood rescue operators, um, you know, hats off to the folks who actually get into the water to rescue people, um, yeah. you know, because they are playing in, in, in raw sewage. There's a lot of chemicals. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of nasty stuff in flood water. And, um, I can only stress to the public, it's not a place to go paddling yeah. in. I saw on the news people playing in boogie boards and, and, and even being pulled behind cars, you know, mm -hmm. doing a bit of skiing. I mean, I just go, 
how silly. You just don't know what you're playing in. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, someone who's driving a car obviously is considered to be an adult, so that's sad, isn't it? Oh, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think the key thing at the moment and, and probably my main message to to everybody is, you know, it's time to take this real. Yep. Uh, it's start really looking at your plans. And uh, this is the thing that um, we keep stressing to people is, um, if you get asked to evacuate, you know, it's like now. We, yes. we need you to do it. So if you're in any of those low-lying areas, and you certainly know, I mean, you know, you might have got a message last year to evacuate. Well, start thinking about what if you got that message again? Are you ready to go? Where are you going to go? Have you actually rung neighbours or friends and uh, checked on them? Um, have you checked, you know, where you intend to go to? And, of course, don't forget your animals. I mean, our companion animals, our cats and dogs are part of families. And as you start to stress, they pick up on the stress and they go and hide. Mm. So one thing is, you know, nothing worse than being given an evacuation order and then going, oh, where's my cat or dog? Yep. So, you know, while things are a little bit calm now, bring them up to the house and secure them. Yes. Just check you've got, you know, cat carriers or dog carriers or harnesses and leads that you can actually move them into the um, into the car. Mm. If you've got cattle and horses, look, now is the time to start moving them up close to the house, ready to float them away. Or, crikey, if I had cattle and horses down on the lowland, I'd have moved them yesterday. Yep. So, you know, take it real. Move those animals mm. to a safer, higher location mm. in case this river does something crazy and goes, you know, well up into major and we have a repeat of last year. Mm. Mm. No, I agree with you because I know last year that there was a lot of problems in trying to get the livestock. And I, I know because we spoke so much how often you were being called out to trying to uh, help livestock where your efforts could have been used elsewhere. Oh, and look, it was, you know, when I ran the stats, it was like 36% of all those flood rescue jobs. And, you know, these are folks who are trained to get out and save people's lives and move people around. But 36% of their time was taken up trying to move predominantly cattle and horses mm. that have been left down on them. Um, you know, the lowlands, Cornwallis, South mm. Creek, etc. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any problem or any need at the moment for sand, getting sandbags or is that, that will be arranged when needed? Oh, look, we are, we are desperately trying to work up a sandbag solution. Um, we've got empty sandbags here. Um, the key thing is trying to find a uh, dry undercover area that we can establish a sandbag point and, um, you know, get some sand in and, and, and help the community. So... Yeah, definitely the boss is working on that project right now. Okay, so if anyone's got a huge uh, area to be able to put some sand and get some sandbagging done, you guys would want to hear from them. Um, yeah, look, if, if people really have water going through their house, yep. then ring 132500, log a call, and we'll get some operators out to check and, and help them out. Okay, no worries. And look, don't, don't forget, you know, people can get a normal shopping bag, you know, the old cold bag, woolly bag. Yeah. And put a shovel full of sand or dirt from out of the garden, yep. and they work just as well as um, Hessian sandbags. Yes. So, you know, a lot of folk can do things themselves mm. very simply, you know, just using cold bags, woolly bags, mm. um, fill them up with some dirt and stack them along. Um, perfect if you can get a little bit of plastic or tarp and put down yes. first, and then put the sandbags on top of that, then fold the tarp over. Yep. Yeah. 
it, it, people can do a lot themselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know. And uh, that's a little hint for people if they're not thinking outside the square of what they can do and, and start, you know, alleviating flood issues now versus waiting for sandbags to be ready to go. Yep. yep. But um, no, look, it's something we are working on and, and um, hopefully we can come up with some um, solutions shortly. Yep, no worries. Okay, then, look, thanks a lot for taking the time, David, to chat with me. I might call back in with you later this, today and just see how we're going. Oh, most certainly, because this is an evolving event and, yep. um, you know, we will be keeping a close eye on um, how much rain we do get, where it actually falls, mm. and then its impact on the river. So, um, you know, they're the things we'll be looking at that help us make the decisions on, you know, how it's going to impact our community. Yep, no, that's excellent. Okay, thanks a lot, David. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Catherine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. David from the SES uh, speaking to us about what's going on in the Hawkesbury at the moment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you've got any calls, he's given you the number who to call. But uh, try that sandbag solution that he said about getting some of your old uh, coals or woolly bags and just putting the dirt that you've got around the place if it's not already saturated. But, you know, if you've got some garden beds that are sitting up higher drag them out, get that dirt in there and start blocking up some ways so you try and minimise the damage of what could be happening. Look, this is Pulse FM. You've got Catherine Jean here. We're going to get back later on to this and uh, we'll be bringing you more reports. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9.